So this was um, back in 1993 when I was still going to college and I lived with my mom. Um, I went to college up here in Anchorage, but I lived with my mom down in Kenai and she had a rather large house and also a large backyard. And in her backyard, she had a Bayliner boat that was pretty large. And the trailer that it was on was chalked with pieces of wood, because Alaskans, do we chalk it with those things that you can buy at the store? <laughs> Heck no, we chalk it with wood, right? And the trailer was tilted up, and on the tongue of the trailer, we had a couple of hoses that were connected together, and so for watering the lawn and um, plants and stuff, on the tongue of the trailer, there were a couple of hoses. So in the middle of the night, I heard, I got up because I heard what was, sounded like horses running in the backyard. It was like one in the morning. And so I got up and I looked out the window and I couldn't see anything. So I went and looked out the front door and in the back, I can see a moose towing the bayliner in the backyard. Pretty soon my mom, who had a, had a room downstairs, she comes up and she's like, what's going on? I said, there's a moose towing your bayliner in the backyard. So we're looking off the porch and we can see it and we're watching it for a couple of minutes and pretty soon it comes around and it goes to the side of where she has her Ford Explorer, which is only one year old, and it sideswipes it. <laughs> and it gets stuck. So now we're standing and we see it and it's stuck there. So now this moose is standing out in front of the driveway with this hose wrapped around its neck and it's bucking and it's pulling and there's nothing that we can do. And so it's got a little bit of hose there between the tongue of the trailer and itself. And I'm thinking, what can we do? So I'm like, I'm gonna go get a knife. I'm gonna cut the hose with the big butcher knife. So I run back in the house <laughs> and I get a big butcher knife and I tell my mom, I'm gonna cut the hose. So I go to step off the porch and she says, stop, stop, look. And there is a cow moose there and the ears are flat back. Another moose, not the one with the hose wrapped around its neck, but another moose. The ears are flat back, the heckles are raised, and it's getting ready to charge me. So I can't cut the hose because now there's another one getting ready to charge me. Every time I try to step off the porch to cut this hose to save it, there's another one getting ready to charge me. So we're standing here on the porch watching this watching this cow moose buck and trying to, it's killing itself. It's choking on this thing. Well, while it's doing that, it manages to get more hose off the tongue of the trailer and it goes around and it goes and gets, it starts headbutting her other car, <laughs> which is parked over on the other side of her driveway. Now mind you, my car is as well, which is a piece of junk, but it doesn't touch that. Instead, 
it's headbutting hers, which is just a couple years, a couple years old, and it's headbutting the back quarter panel and her back door. And there's nothing we can do because again, that other moose is still watching us and I can't, we can't do anything. So this, we're just standing there watching this moose and it comes back, it comes back to the center of this, of the driveway and we're watching it. Pretty soon it keeps pulling and bucking and it dies. I know, it lays down and it dies. I look at my mom and I'm like, what now? And she, we watch for a couple of minutes, There's, it's not breathing, and she said, well, I've already called the troopers, so you wait for the troopers, I'm going to bed. <laughs> okay. So the adrenaline's gone, I'm tired, I'm cranky, I'm pissed that I've got to wait. <laughs> in the middle of the night for this trooper. So here I am waiting. It's like 20 minutes goes by. Obviously this is not a priority, like I think it should be. Pretty soon here comes the troopers, slowly driving up, and this trooper gets out of the car, guns drawn. And he comes up, slowly walking towards this moose. And I'm standing there on the porch, light on, and I said, dead. <laughs> The next morning, I get up early, because I'm an early riser, and I'm, I'm getting up, my mom's already gone to work, and I'm surveying the damage, and I can hear what sounds like a calf crying. And I, you know, she's got wood surrounding her property, and I can hear a calf crying, but I can't see it. So I go inside, and I call Fish and Wildlife, and I tell them, they know about the incident, obviously from last night. And so they come out and they try to find the calf and they can't find it, but they know about the cow. So they try to connect with it. They come out a couple of times, they report back to me that, and to my mom that, you know, it looks like, it looks like you know, the two of them have connected and thankfully, you know, that other cow probably took that calf under its wing and it's gonna be okay. And, in a, you know, in addition, that's, you know, thankfully for that, that's what came out of it. In addition, you know, to the $20,000, over $20,000 to my mom's. Now, my uh, Alaska magazine did find out about the story and in Alaska, in the Kodiak Tabaro, the 911 call um, made it from, it's not a moose, it's not a people emergency, it's a moose emergency.